This is 105.9 The Region. Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine covering the world of horse racing is brought to you by Woodbine, Woodbine Mohawk Park, Ontario Racing, and Rocket Ship Racing. Over to your hosts, Jim Lang and Larry Simpson. Good morning. I'm Jim Lang, and welcome to Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine. Well, like Christmas only comes once a year, so does the Queen's Plate, which is tomorrow in the Canadian Triple Crown, which includes the plate, the Prince of Wales, and the Breeder Stakes is once again title sponsored by the Ontario Lottery and Gaming Corporation, better known as the OLG. Joining us today on the show is Tina McMillan, Vice President of Horse Racing and Casino Operations, Land-Based Gaming, and Business Operations. And shortly, Tina will talk about not only the OLG sponsorship of the Canadian Triple Crown, but also the structure behind the agreement between the OLG and the provincial horse racing industry and some other horse racing initiatives that the OLG is part of. Also today, while a soon-to-be friend of the show, Katarina Vasilieva, will join us in Cat- Katarina is trainer of one of this year's Queen's Play favorites, Rondeur. Katarina actually has a master's degree in genetics, but instead she chose a full-time career in thoroughbred racing, first as a hot walker, then as a groom, an exercise rider, and finally becoming a trainer in 2011. Although her home base is Woodbine, Katarina has campaigned successfully at racetracks like Gulfstream Park, Keeneland, in Belmont Park, and tomorrow we will see Katarina saddling one of the top contenders in this year's Queen's Plate, that being Rondeur. And surely we will speak with Katarina and learn more about her career to date and her charge, Rondeur, in tomorrow's Queen's Plate. In addition, and staying with the Queen's Plate theme, of course, well, MyRacehorse.com has their first Queen's Plate entrant tomorrow in the Josie Carroll-trained Duke of Love. Joe Mishik is Racing Operations Manager for MyRacehorse.com and joins us today to not only talk about their Queen's Plate entrant, but also the MyRacehorse.com program in Canada that is currently in place and also what the company plans are for moving forward in the Canadian horse racing market. And finally, well, he's back. Co-host Larry Simpson will once again try to sniff out some potential betting gems at Woodbine, Woodbine Mohawk Park, and some other North American tracks that are racing today with our Ponies Picks Today, sponsored by Rocket Ship Racing. It's going to be a great show. So you better get your HPI and Dark Horse accounts ready to go for some heavy-duty action today. When we come back, my co-host Larry Simpson will join us as we catch up on some recent horse racing news. This is Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine, the Queen's Plate Edition. Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine, brought to you by Woodbine, Woodbine Mohawk Park, Ontario Racing, and Rocket Ship Racing. More from the track when we come back on 105.9 The Region. Go from Dark Horse to Winner. Dark Horse is Woodbine's new easy-to-use betting app that brings the thrill of the track right to you. Its AI-powered insights and strategies help you make smarter bets straight out of the gate. Feel the excitement of live-streamed horse races wherever you go. Get $30 to start betting when you sign up today using promo code GET30. Download the app for free at PlayDarkHorse.com. Available on Android and Apple devices. The Horsemen's Benevolent and Protective Association of Ontario, the HBPA, has represented thoroughbred owners and trainers at Woodbine and Fort Erie racetracks since 1950. The HBPA provides members and their hardworking employees with medical insurance, pensions, benevolence, negotiations with racetracks and government government and provides vital industry information to the horse people. For more information on the HBPA of Ontario, please visit our website at hbpa.on.ca. Is this the year you buy an Ontario sired bred, thoroughbred yearling and race in the financially rewarding Ontario bred racing program? Then plan to attend the Canadian Premier Yearling Sale, Wednesday, August 31st at 12pm at the Woodbine Sales Pavilion as today's yearlings and tomorrow's champions sell. 
perhaps even the next Pink Lloyd. Contact the Canadian Thoroughbred Horse Society's Ontario Division, either on their website, cthsont.com, or call 416-675-3602 and learn more about attending the yearling sale, obtaining a catalog, and why it pays to buy, breed, and race in Ontario. This is 105.9 The Region. Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine covering the world of horse racing is brought to you by Woodbine, Woodbine Mohawk Park, Ontario Racing, and Rocket Ship Racing. Over to your hosts, Jim Lang and Larry Simpson. Welcome back to Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine. I'm Jim Lang, and let me introduce to you my co-host, Larry Simpson. Larry, how are you? I'm doing okay. How about you? Very good. The 163rd running at the Queen's Plate tomorrow, purse of $1 million to kick off the 2022 Canadian Triple Crown. Uh, some great horses in this race. Moira, Rondeur, Duke of Love, Shamacher, the Minxter. It is a tough 11-horse field for tomorrow's race. It is, and... Uh... I think it's always tough because of the fact that you've got these horses going a mile and a quarter for the first time on the tapita surface. Um, a lot of them, you know, go on and, and take to the, you know, the, uh, the mile and a quarter distance and some don't, but, uh, you just uh, don't know. And, and it also comes down as we spoke with Danny Vela last week, it always comes down to racing luck and, uh, there's only 11 horses uh, this year, so you know there shouldn't be too much trouble for any horses getting out of the gate and on the first turn in that. But you've also got that long run down from the the start to the first turn. So I, I'm I'm actually looking for a, a good uh, well-run uh, race uh, tomorrow. Uh, by all accounts, it should be a, a good crowd. We haven't seen big crowds like this since pre-pandemic. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is the new world order for Woodbine and Ontario Horse Racing with the Triple Crown kicking off in August with the Queen's Plate. And then we're on the dirt with the Prince of Wales and Fort Erie on September the 13th. And then back to the grass, the the famous, world-famous E.P. Taylor Turf Course for the uh, what separates the uh, the winners from the contenders, the breeder stakes one and a half miles on October the second. Yeah, and I think that's what makes our uh, Triple Crown a lot more difficult to win than the uh, U.S. one, and it's very difficult yeah. to win. But you've got three different surfaces, and we've talked about this in the past on past shows. Like you've got to have a really good horse that can adjust to three surfaces. That's got you know. Starting off on the tapita, then going to Fort Erie for the dirt, then grass, and then, and then the mile and a half is always the killer on the E.P. Taylor turf course. It seems because uh, it's it's a mile and a half on on the turf, and a lot of horses just can't handle it. So I tip my hat to the, any horse that can win the Canadian Triple Crown because, uh, and let's face it, it was like Wando, I believe, was the last one that we we saw. So Mighty Heart came very close. But, you know, two years ago, but uh, it's very difficult. Larry, I think you nailed it. It's I don't think listeners can truly understand. For some, you could be the best tapita horse in the world, but you maybe not good in dirt. You could be the best turf course in the world, but can't like can't handle tapita. That you it doesn't always translate. Yeah, that's that, and that's the thing. The horse that normally can run on the turf can run on the tapita. But sometimes a horse that runs on the dirt cannot necessarily run on the tapita. Right. And sometimes can't run on the turf either. So it is, it, it, it's a big chore for these horses, and it, it, it takes the best of the best, I think, to, to, to win that, uh, that triple crown. 
The Ontario Lottery and Gaming Corporation is the title sponsor for the Canadian Triple Crown and Tina McMillan, Vice President Horse Racing and Casino Operations, Land-Based Gaming, and Business Operations for the OLG joins us today to talk not only about their OLG's impressive sponsorship, but also their continued involvement in enhancing sport of horse racing in this province and all its big events. Tina, absolute pleasure to have you on. Thank you for joining us. Thanks for having me. Well, I mean, without the OLG, things like the Triple Crown wouldn't be possible in this province right now. I've just explain to the listeners why it's so important the OLG to be the title sponsor for the Canadian Triple Crown. Well, realistically, our, our, our mandate is to try to support the industry and move it towards sustainability. And one of the ways to do that is to get more, uh, more customers. So the OLG sponsorship of the Triple Crown um, enables the broadcast on TSN and CTV. So again, to bring, that's, that's our, our focus of our sponsorship, and uh, and not just for the Queen's Plate, but for all three legs of the Triple Crown. So it just gives a lot more exposure, I think, to to the industry and trying to bring in those new customers. Maybe, Tina, for our listeners, you could explain how the program between OLG and the horse racing industry works. Sure. So um, we have, of course, at the core of it all is the long-term funding agreement um, that we have an agreement with Ontario Racing and OLG, Ontario Racing Management and Woodbine Entertainment Group, and that provides about $120 million a year in funding to the industry. It supports racetrack operations, purses, um, you know, the horse improvement program, uh, and a few other things. And then beyond that, we do the sponsorships. Uh, which is outside of that funding um, where we can. So, you know, things like uh, we're doing as, as well this year, the OLG Ontario Women's Driving Championship, which, you know, is a great opportunity to sponsor. And we're very proud of the recognition that we can give to women in horse racing. Um, at the five, it's expanded this year to five tracks that are involved, at Hanover, Dresden, Grand River, Leamington, and Western Fair. Um, it's been it was successful last year. We were able to expand it this year, and it, it just really helps encourage more diversity and equity uh, in horse racing to provide opportunities for female drivers. So that's one example, um, you know, beyond the funding. And and I saw the other major one. I'm I'm hoping people have seen it uh, on TV. Is our Welcome to the Track uh, media campaign marketing campaign this year? Mm-hmm. Um, so the campaign you know features Ontario drivers, jockeys, and horses. Um, we've, we've used TV, radio, digital, and social uh, to showcase um, the equine athletes from Ontario and, and how exciting it can be uh, to come to the track with your friends and family. Uh, that launched in May, so it's, it's you know, on primetime TV, and you would see it during some of your key, key shows, and it, and it runs till the end of March um, as well. So, you know, that's, that's our goal is just to say how can we use our buying power to to help the industry uh, get more exposure and show everybody how exciting it can be. Well, maybe it's your kind nature, Tina, but I think you're being a little modest about what you and your staff do uh, for the province when it comes to sports, horse racing facilities. Uh, a lot of it wouldn't be possible without the funding and support of the OLG. I, I, definitely. I mean, the, the the industry has had some knocks the last, last uh, number of years, um, and I think this partnership has really helped to keep them uh, keep them viable and, and going and, you know, not only at the big tracks, you know, of Woodbine and Mohawk, but all of the other 13 tracks right across the province um, in rural communities. It's, you know, it's exciting to get out there and, and they're kind of a centerpiece for some of those communities 
Um, so it's great for us to be able to support that and, and any way we can. Um, we work really closely with uh, Ontario Racing, uh, both the chair, John Hayes, and um, the ORM team led by Gordon Thane. Um, and, and, you know, we have a really great partnership there and we talk constantly, I would say weekly at minimum, um, to what, what can we do? Where can we focus our, our support uh, to try to keep evolving this industry uh, in today's market? The relationship between OLG and uh, the horse racing industry in, in Ontario, you'd have to say it, it, that relationship has really improved, hasn't it? think so I, I like to hope so <laughs> with all the work I mean when I when I started in horse racing in 2015 I, I will tell you that the about experience that I had uh, was going to the track with my dad which I think a lot of people have that that story behind them um, and you know we really made an effort at OLG to get out and meet stakeholders and and get to know the industry and you know see you know how, how does it work at the ground level and um, I know I have had some turnover in the horse racing team at OLG in the last year and a half, and they're really excited after this two-year hiatus and barrier of being able to get out, but to get out to those tracks again and maybe to some of the farms and really, really meet the people that are part of the industry, which uh, that's where you understand, you know, what's needed and, and uh, how we can support. And Tina, you're one of those individuals in business that I have the utmost respect for because you've really paid your dues and putting your time and have worked so hard to get to where you are. Try to explain to listeners your background of the OLG and how it all started for you. Sure. Yeah. So I've got uh, 20, <laughs> sad to say, but over 25 years of experience uh, in the gaming industry and in quite a wide variety of roles. Um, you know, worked my way up through management, um, starting casinos actually in uh, Nova Scotia. I came to Ontario with my husband for greater opportunity and um, worked my way up to the, the Georgian Downs. So I was the general manager at uh, Georgian Downs Slots and pre, you know, the service provider model coming in. Um, so that, that was exciting. And, and I got the opportunity while I was there to go through their expansion um, and lead that, that work. Uh, for you know another thirty thousand square foot building and expanding that property to over double its size um, from when I got there, and then when modernization came and we were moving to the service provider model, I got the opportunity to move to a director of strategy and transformation role um, within corporate. So staying with OLG um, and work on implementing the new model with all the uh, casino service providers coming in. And then it was in 2015 um, when I was asked if I would look at horse racing. Um, and, and work with the industry. On transitioning, uh, they were dissolving the Ontario Racing Commission and transferring those accountabilities to be split between OLG and AGCO. Um, so we stood up the new uh, horse racing um, division at OLG, which was quite exciting um, and, and a great learning experience. Um, and that's when we started building that relationship uh, with industry stakeholders, you know, assumed the HRPFP program uh, that was started by OMAFRA uh, um, after uh, the ORC was dissolved. And then, um, you know, transitioned to the new long-term funding agreement. Um, so in the establishment of Ontario Racing, which then brings, you know, me close to where I am today in my current role, uh, which has been fantastic that I've been able to maintain the horse racing support inside the business and continue to see this evolution through that uh, we started in 2015 um, but adding back on the casino side and being able to support 
um, the service providers. So that that casino operations that they've added to my title uh, with the horse racing means that I'm working with um, supporting all our casino service providers in about five or six different areas, including you know security and surveillance, facilities um, and development, um, the casino gaming product, everything that was slots and tables, the gaming management system, and then all their big transition projects um, that are focused on growing the business. So it's a very diverse uh, portfolio now. Um, which keeps me really busy. Mm. Um, but the great opportunity is uh, within the horse racing group under me now, we've brought in some new new people, new ideas, and um, some new opportunities. So I'm really excited with a new team to get out um, and and uh, get them knowing knowing the business. Larry? And I guess, Tina, the, uh, the organizational structure in that that you just explained, is it's probably more diverse, but it's more seamless now, correct? Yes. I mean, that was the idea. Is can we, can we, you know, get some synergies? Obviously, we have a lot of co-located uh, properties with the racetracks and the casinos. So what kind of synergies can we have between the operations? Um, and so by putting this role and me in this role and combining them, I have a lens and a perspective into both sides of the business, um, which I think can be helpful long-term to see where we can capitalize on, on opportunity. Short term, where do you see the relationship with horse racing in the OLG in the next six months to a year, Tina? Really focused on post-COVID recovery hmm. and getting customers back to the track. Um, you know, Ontario Racing Management has had changeover in a lot during COVID as well in in um, in staff as the as the horse racing team at OLG. So I think getting both those teams um, really focused on what is the next step and really a lot of planning for the next couple of years of where can we take this further? Um, you know, we, we've considered, do we do another economic impact study like we issued um, pre-COVID? Do we do something that, you know, we can understand uh, what's, what COVID may be impacted? Um, but really focused on just getting people to the track and really working with Ontario Racing on the ownership side of things, if we can, because we all know that uh, horse supply is where we need to focus and um, whatever we can do from an LG perspective to help uh, whether it be funding or program development, uh, support Ontario racing on where we can grow that, that horse supply. And I think you hit the nail on the head there. Horse supply is a, is a situation that has to be dealt with. So does, um, you know, attracting new fans, new betters. Uh, is there pl- uh, plans in place to, to try to basically, uh, basically solve these problems or is it a one at a time step or? I would say I don't like the word solve, Larry. <laughs> it's uh, a little complicated, but evolve, evolve and grow. So those are words I will commit to. <laughs> Evolving and growing. That's what Tina McMillan's all about in her uh, expansive role at the OLG and the Ontario Lottery and Gaming Corporation and helping horse racing become what it is now and the title sponsor for the Triple Crown with the Queen's Plate on Sunday. <laughs> Tina, thank you so much. Now you have the rarefied status for Larry and I, his friend of the show, and uh, we're thrilled that you're part of the friend of the show, uh, uh, the family that we have here on our show. 
That's great. Thanks so much for having me. It it's was great. And uh, yeah, anything that we can do to help support the industry, that, that's our focus. Absolutely, Tina. We'll be talking more down the road. When we come back, trainer Katerina Vestelieva will join us on Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine. It's the Queen's Plate edition of the show. We'll be right back. Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine, brought to you by Woodbine, Woodbine Mohawk Park, Ontario Racing, and Rocket Ship Racing. Follow us on Twitter at 1059theregion. We'll be right back. Enjoy the thrill of the race anytime with HPIBet.com, the number one betting site for experienced horse players. Join for free and watch and wager when you can't bet at the track. Stream live racing from over 500 tracks from around the world. Bet with ease from anywhere. It's safe and secure. Sign up today and get one month free live race streaming. Plus, for a limited time, get a $100 bonus and your first bet is on us. Go to HPIBet.com to join for free today. Costa, the Central Ontario Standard Bread Association, proudly serving Ontario horse people. Costa, helping to ensure and support a collaborative and vibrant harness racing industry based on integrity and accountability. For more information, please visit the Costa website at costaonline.com or call 905-854-2672. Ontario Racing, the excitement of thoroughbred, standard bread, and quarter horse racing at 15 racetracks. We are the voice of the Ontario horse racing industry, and we direct breed improvement programs, set annual race dates, and work on attracting new horse owners and race fans. Ontario Racing is committed to supporting a vibrant industry with one vision, working together for a stronger horse racing community. To get your horsepower, go to OntarioRacing.com and experience the excitement. Ontario Racing, three breeds, one vision. This is 105.9 The Region. Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine covering the world of horse racing, is brought to you by Woodbine, Woodbine Mohawk Park, Ontario Racing, and Rocket Ship Racing. Over to your hosts, Jim Lang and Larry Simpson. Welcome back to Ponies 24-7. Well, Woodbine trainer Katerina Vasilieva joins us today. And Katerina's trainer, one of the Queen's Plate favorites this year, Ron Dewar who currently sits at morning line odds of 3-1 to one for Sunday's classic event. Katerina Welcome to the show. How are you? Thank you very much for having me. I'm doing well. I'm excited for the weekend. I guess you are. Uh, let's start with Ron Dewar. I mean, you're the trainer of this horse. What makes Ron Dewar such a special horse and special to so many fans of horse racing in this country? He's just a real athlete. Uh, he tries every time. He gives a big effort. Um, he's a real cool horse to be around. He's just very relaxed and um, just goes about his job. He's uh, just just a consummate professional. On paper, he looks to be training up to the plate very well. Would you agree? Yes. Uh, I think he's just sort of uh, tending towards hopefully reaching his peak, reaching his best race. Uh, it seems like every race he, he gains a little more experience, a little more confidence, and um, his form seems to be going the right way just at the right time. And when, when you have a horse like this, how soon do you realize, Katerina, that it, it is a special athlete, as you mentioned earlier? I was very impressed with the way that he broke his maiden uh, in the spring this year. Uh, I figured he was going to run well, but I didn't know that he was going to win so easily and by so many, so many lengths. Uh, and then shortly after, when we tested him against Stakes Company, and he just got narrowly beaten in the Queenston, uh, I knew I had a legitimately nice horse on my hands. And, of course, uh, when he won so authoritatively in the Marine, that just really brought home the fact that 
you know, we, we're in a really good position with a very, very good um, athlete. You chose to bypass the plate trial, though, and just train right up to the plate. Uh, uh, why was that? I wanted to give him a bit of a freshener. I was coming back pretty quickly um, between the Queenston and the Marine. There was only three weeks in between those two races. And I thought that he put in a huge effort uh, to win the Marine the way that he the, the way that he did. I wanted to avoid some of the horses that I thought were going to be in the um, plate trial, um, and and just have a fresh horse going into the Queen's Plate, like I said. And I, I imagine, Katharina, you have no concerns at all with the one and a quarter mile distance for the plate. I mean, we won't really know until the day. I think it's a question mark for most of the horses in the field, uh, you can just, you know, take a, take your best guess based on breeding or sort of the distances that they've already run. Um, but he's, he's by Oxbow, uh, who's a horse who's, who's gone long. Um, he won the Preakness stakes, uh, you know, and, and, in his races, he seems to be finishing very strongly. He seems to be galloping out well. So I don't think we've seen the bottom of, of the distance that he can potentially, reach. Okay, talk about how you ended up with uh, Ron during your stable, and it was, I understand, courtesy of the Minxters trainer, Danny Vella, right? Yes, that was very much thanks to Danny Vella. Um, Mr. Vella was looking to downsize his stable a little bit this year, uh, so he contacted uh, the owners, Borders Racing, and, and um, had a few suggestions for them in terms of trainers to go with, and Thankfully, my name was on that list, and um, they they chose me. So I'm very grateful to Mr. Vella for that. As if all of this wasn't exciting enough, Katarina, you're also part of the Kentucky Derby Trail this year with Big Bazinga. How did you end up working with Big Bazinga? Uh, not, th- not this year. Um, that was in 2014. Ah. And uh, uh, Big Bazinga came to me by way of uh, a stable called Derby Dreamers Racing. I've been working with um, the owners of Derby Dreamers for several years. They go by Bull and Bear now. Uh, But he was a Keeneland sales purchase back in 2011, and um, he ended up in my barn, and, and he had a lot of talent. He broke his maiden first out going a mile and 70 yards, and then we... We were second in the gray stakes, which earned us 10 points uh, towards the Derby. And uh, as you can guess by the owner's original stable name, Derby Dreamers, that was his dream to one day have a, a Derby horse. So uh, we nearly we nearly made it, or at least we got to participate in a lot of the sort of the marquee races leading up to it. So that was a very exciting experience. Cool. So. Talk about how a girl with a master's degree in genetics ended up in the thoroughbred industry. <laughs> I just, I've just always loved horses. Even as a young girl, I can remember being four or five years old and just thinking how beautiful they were, how intelligent they were, and how I just wanted to always get closer, get closer to a horse, uh, whether it meant riding it, taking care of it. Uh, I never tired of learning about them. So I, I just recreationally, I rode when I was younger. Um, I took lessons and I, and I rode show horses and I knew a few people that worked at the racetrack. So I thought, well, isn't that an interesting idea? I can sort of, you know, work there. I know a thing or two about horses. I could maybe work, get a job at the racetrack and, uh, earn a little bit of money while I'm, I'm in school studying. 
so that's what I did. One summer I ventured out to the racetrack when I was uh, working on my master's and I started, I worked my way up. I was uh, grooming, I was hot walking, I was galloping. I did all the various sort of jobs on the back stretch and um, I caught the bug for the sport. I just couldn't, couldn't turn back. I ended up finishing my master's, but I, but the horses called me back and, and that's, uh, ultimately what I ended up having a career in. Our oldest daughter studying genetics. So all of a sudden, Katerina, I think that Adriana might end up working with you in horse racing, but uh, I think someone with a master's degree in genetics would have pretty good opportunities in, you know, for work when they leave school. Did you just not even work in the genetics field and go right head first into horse mm-hmm. racing? You know, I have heartedly tried to get a job in the field. Uh, what I was studying, what I was studying for specifically, was uh, a forensic biology. Oh wow! And uh, so, so I had done sort of a little interview at the Center of Forensic Science, which is downtown Toronto. Uh, I took a couple of tests, and I didn't uh, do well uh, or well enough. To be accepted, and I, I wasn't really disappointed by that because I guess my heart was really into the horses at that point, anyway. So I thought, okay, well, since that didn't work out, I'm going to try and see what I can do in the horse world with with what I've learned, and and so that's when I decided to go out on my own as a trainer. Hmm. As a trainer, you have a reputation of being able to have a horse win early, sometimes first time, lifetime start for the horse. Why is that? I think probably because the horse is like a clean slate at that point. Uh, you know, I get to condition them however however I want. I can take my time with them. A lot of young horses, you know, need that time. They're like small children, so... Um, I, I think I'm just really good at listening and observing. Um, I can tell when a horse is ready and, you know, sort of what distance maybe they might want to go. Um, I think it's just really important to be able to, to listen and observe and, and sort of pay attention to the little details. And so I try to get to know each horse like an individual and and treat them as such. And, you know, hopefully it, it uh, comes out in the results. Is that a skill that you're born with, Katerina, or do you work at it to be better at it year after year? I've always sort of been detail-oriented. Um, yeah, that's just kind of my personality. Uh, it's a little bit OCD, which I think <laughs> every trainer needs a little bit of to, to be to be good at their job. But I think that's uh, all, all of the successes in the details, in my opinion, especially when you have a small barn like, like I do, comparatively to some bigger ones. Um, you know, if you pay, I, I figure if you pay attention to each, each individual horse and sort of figure out what makes them tick and, and what they, what they enjoy or what they prefer and, and just sort of try to keep them happy. That's, that's sometimes the key to success. What would it mean in your young career to win a Queen's Plate with Rondor tomorrow? Oh, it would mean everything. <laughs> I mean, this is what us trainers work for our whole lives, to to reach this stage of the game, to have horses of this caliber. Uh, it, it's, it would be an incredibly amazing feeling for me to be able to, to notch that victory. And Katarina, I always think about what the trainer's going through in their mind during a race like this, because once that jockey goes into the gate with the horse, it's out of your hands and in the jockey and the horse's hands for the next couple minutes. Yes. 
so the pressure is off me because <laughs> it's been on me. It's been on me for the last seven weeks. Uh, so I'm happy to give that pressure away to Flavian and, and, and the horse. Um, you know, we've done everything we can do. Um, the horse, the horse is doing well and, uh, now it's up to racing luck. And, um, we have a very good pilot in Flavian. He's already won the Queen's plate once. Uh, so he knows the track, he knows our track and he knows the race and hopefully, you know, he'll be super confident riding my horse on Sunday. I'm sure he will be. So because of the, what you said about Flavian on the day of the race, you don't even talk to him. You just let him do his thing. You know, I'm really thankful because my horse is sort of easy, easy to get along with. Um, Raphael had never even sat on him before. Raphael Hernandez, that is, he never, he never sat on him before he uh, rode him in the Marine Stakes and won it. So I consider Ronder to be a very easy to get along with sort of handy horse. You can sort of put him anywhere you want in the race. So I, I'm just going to leave that up to hmm. Flavian and Ronder. And, of course, depending on how the race plays out. Indeed, Larry? Okay, I've, I've got to ask you this. You were on the Derby Trail. You're on the Queen's Plate Trail now. Which one has more pressure? Yeah, <laughs> good question. Uh, uh, I would say definitely the Derby Trail, just because that was uh, when I had first started my training career, and I wasn't I wasn't prepared for it like I am now. You know, in terms of years of experience, I was younger, uh, and I just didn't know what to make of the whole thing. I think it was my it was my third year of training or my second year of training, and all of a sudden I had landed in this position, um, and it blew my mind a little bit. I didn't know how to handle the pressure at that time. But I feel like that opportunity helped me deal with this one now, so I'm a lot sort of calmer and more prepared for it this time around. Well, Katarina, it was an absolute pleasure to have you on. All the best with Ron Dewar and all the best in the Queen's Plate and Triple Crown Trail. We'll speak to you down the road. Take care. Thank you very much. Thanks for having me on. You're welcome. After the break, when we come back, MyRacehorse.com's Joel Mishak will join us on Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine, the Queen's Plate edition of the show. Stay tuned. Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine, brought to you by Woodbine, Woodbine Mohawk Park, Ontario Racing, and Rocket Ship Racing. Listen live at 1059theregion.com. Live in Ontario? Ever dreamt about owning a racehorse? You need to take Ontario Racing's Horse Ownership 101 Virtual Seminars. Join horse racing expert Elisa Blow and learn about standard bred and thoroughbred ownership opportunities in Ontario with options for every price point. These free sessions are available in a one-on-one setting or as a group. For a list of seminar dates and to book your ownership seminar, go to ontarioracing.com slash horse dash ownership today. Enjoy the thrill of the race anytime with HPIBet.com, the number one betting site for experienced horse players. Join for free and watch and wager when you can't bet at the track. Stream live racing from over 500 tracks from around the world. Bet with ease from anywhere. It's safe and secure. Sign up today and get one month free live race streaming. Plus, for a limited time, get a $100 bonus and your first bet is on us. Go to HPIBet.com to join for free today. COSA, the Central Ontario Standard Bread Association, proudly serving Ontario horse people. COSA, helping to ensure and support a collaborative and vibrant harness racing industry based on integrity and accountability. For more information, please visit the COSA website at cosaonline.com or call 905-854-2672. This is 105.9 The Region. 
Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine covering the world of horse racing, is brought to you by Woodbine, Woodbine Mohawk Park, Ontario Racing, and Rocket Ship Racing. Over to your hosts, Jim Lang and Larry Simpson. Welcome back to Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine. Well, a horse by the name of Duke of Love is the first Queen's Plate entrant by the U.S.-based MyRaceHorse.com. And if he wins the plate, you can be sure the winner's circle will be very crowded. And MyRaceHorse.com's racing operation manager, Joe Mishik, joins us today to talk not only about the Duke of Love, but also some other happenings at the always amazing MyRaceHorse.com. Joe, welcome to the show. Yeah, excited to be here. Excited to talk Queen's Plate, and uh, let's uh, hopefully add another uh, big win to our uh, stables, uh, you know, resume. Well, I think a lot of buzz is happening around the horse fan, horse racing fan community about a partnership ownership like MyRaceHorse.com. For people maybe who don't know, how many people are involved in the partnership for Duke of Love? Um. Off the top of my head, I think we probably have about four to five hundred owners. Oh. Um, obviously, some of them are in the U.S. and then obviously some based in, up in Canada. So, how is the horse? How is he been training uh, uh, since the uh, plate trial? Yeah, it, we kind of make a joke here in the U.S. Right about the you know, we have a horse in the Kentucky Derby and it's Kentucky Derby week. Everybody's doing great, right? But <laughs> um, this this colt is is he really is doing great. Um, he, he's been a bit quirky from day one, uh, and he's finally we're finally starting to see him kind of mature and, and, and mellow out a little bit and, and you know uh, act to his cues what he's being asked to do. So I just the timing really honestly couldn't be couldn't be any better in terms of coming into himself coming into the race. And he had a bit of an adventure in the plate trial. What can horse racing fans and maybe some betters expect on Sunday in the big race? Well, you know, I think he um, he really drew favorable here. And just kind of looking at the pace setup, uh, I think he's going to kind of be drawn, you know, uh, in that, that first pack behind the, the early leaders. So I don't think he's going to encounter that trouble he did in, in the plate trial, fortunately. And like I said, he's been kind of, putting it together or in, in previous races, whether it's been running, you know, on the wrong lead or just running a bit green. It seems like based in, in, in the play trial, he was, you know, on the right lead, just he ran into that, you know, traffic trouble and his workout since then, um, he's put it all together. So again, we, we, we hope he puts it together two times in a row. We, we, we've been fooled before. <laughs> okay. Well, Duke of Love was my racehorse's uh, first venture into Canada, but he's, he's not the only one, is he? No, we also have another one with Josie Carroll named War Safe. Uh, he, he ran last week under, under a very good second um, at, at uh, some decent odds. Uh, also another horse that, uh, you know, showed some promise early on and then kind of just was acting up a little bit. So uh, went, went with the ultimate equipment change and, and gelded and, and, and came back after a couple months off and, and ran a superb race. I mean, this seems like it's on the cusp of something pretty big for Canadian horse racing ownership. Are you getting a lot of inquiries from Canadians to be part of the partnerships that are involved with MyRaceHorse.com? Absolutely. I think, you know, as we're seeing um, just internationally, as, as MyRaceHorse has, has grown um, from, you know, the, the, our beta project kind of back in 2018 out in California, in the U.S. and, uh, you know, then nationally and, and now internationally in Canada, U.K. and Australia, uh, we're just seeing an appetite and demand for, for, for fans that want to, have always wanted to become owners. And then now the, you know, the, the reality is, is, is well within their reach or is pretty close to being within their reach in certain areas. All right. 
As you know, uh, we had uh, Michael Barron's, the founder of uh, My Racehorse, on the uh, show uh, back in, uh, I believe it was December, and also I interviewed him for Our Ponies 24-7 uh, magazine. And at that time, we were talking about the legislation issues uh, here in Canada for a micro-share company like uh, My Racehorse to uh, be able to sell shares. Uh, have you got anything uh, update on that, Joe, that, uh, you know, maybe to, to update our listeners? Yeah, absolutely. So we're working with the Innovation Office of the OSC. Um, obviously, those riders that foster innovation and, and promote economic growth, which is phenomenal for, for a company like ours. Um, and what we're trying to do. And uh, we expect to hear something, you know, hopefully here in the next week. And I think that will give us a much better understanding of our, our optimal uh, timeline and path forward and, and, and kind of a better appreciation for, for timing. So as we learn more about those things, we always um, keep keep partners that are interested in, 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 you know, becoming part of my racehorse updated, whether they call into our support line or email us or uh, send updates out through the app. So does the Canadian horses, does that fall under my racehorse international division? It, it falls right now. It falls under our U S division. So our, our head of bloodstock, Roger Wasman, um, and, and myself, um, as the racing operations manager, we've, we've, we've taken a, you know, a keen uh, interest in, in obviously the, uh, Woodbine and partnering with Woodbine and they, they've been phenomenal, uh, and just a few, uh, you know, uh, offerings and, and horses you've had up there so far. All right. You just alluded to the fact that you've got an app, and I know I received a press release about that uh, this week. Uh, talk about the uh, My Racehorse app and uh, what it involves and what it does. And, uh, you know, basically, I, I think maybe our listeners might be interested in uh, even getting involved with that, eh? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's, and what it does is, you know, we realize that, you know, for, you know, most people, when you talk about such a big geographical stand, uh, uh, that they're not going to be around a track, right? And we want to provide, uh, real ownership experiences to, to their, to their home, right? To, to their desktop, to, to their, to their phone. So the app has, you know, photos, videos of the horse, updates from your trainer, videos of the trainer, and giving you updates uh, on the horse, race replays. Um, your finances, um, when the horse, you know, uh, earns purse money, um, all those things delivered right to the app. And it just makes the, you know, the, the ease, uh, of ownership, um, you know, very simple and obviously pro- provides hopefully a nice distraction, but throughout your work day, whatever, whatever you're doing. <laughs> Speaking with Joe Mishak, who's the operations the racing operations manager for my racehorse.com. And Joe, I have to think around big stakes races, it must, you know, spark and pique people's interest in horse racing. And do you find a spike in people logging onto the website, making inquiries about shared partnerships in these big races? Oh, a hundred percent. Absolutely. I mean, I, it's one thing that uh, we've, it's a common theme we've heard regardless of, of kind of what market you're in is people. And it makes sense, right? They want to, they want to be involved in the biggest races there, there are out there. And, and obviously we had tremendous success early on in the U S with authentic winning the Kentucky Derby and the breeders cup. And, you know, it kind of, kind of spoiled, spoiled. And we, we all, we all loved it. Right. But we also realized the difficulty, whether it is the American triple crown or obviously the Canadian uh, triple crown. Now here we are with our first horse internationally, right? And we have a shot at, at the Queen's Plate, which is kind of crazy to think about the, the parallels, right? Uh, of all that, but um, our our partners and, and those that are interested in joining my racehorse uh, for the first time, they, they definitely uh, have an appetite to compete at the highest level. So uh, obviously, we do our best to 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 try to get to those races. 
Obviously, your biggest highlight so far was winning the uh, 2020 Kentucky Derby, right, with Authentic. How cool would it be to win the uh, Queen's Plate this year? Oh, I mean, again, that's just it's something we strive to, to be in the, the biggest races. And I think with our first horse and, and with a horse that um, trainer Josie Carroll um, from day one was like, this is going to be our Queen's Plate horse. And, you know, obviously, I think it, it's for us in the industry that, that have kind of have, have either grown up in it or I didn't grow up in it, but I've been involved with it for, for about the next last, you know, decade. Um, you start being an appreciation for just how difficult that is. And when you say that, especially as a horse is a two-year-old, it's like, what is the probability that that actually happened? So the fact that we're here and we're a couple of days away from the Queens fight, but our first horse is, is kind of surreal. And I, I think that uh, obviously it, it would mean so much to our international uh, success and expansion. Joe, how many horses in total, I guess, ballpark figure do you have in your stable for MyRacehorse.com? We've campaigned about a hundred horses so far. Hmm. Um, so actively, it could just you know depending on the mix of you know yearlings or two year olds and how many horses are, are on the, on the farm. It, that obviously can just it, it can switch from from month to month. But yeah, we've campaigned campaigned over well over a hundred, um, probably more than that now that we've have have a, have a nice stable down in Australia. Hmm. So depending on or maybe not even depending on the success of. Uh, Duke of Love, uh, will uh, my racehorse uh, be active at the uh, Premier Yearling sale up here? We always scout all the, all the sales, so it definitely we'll, we'll take a look and uh, we'll see, again, what kind of appetite we're getting back from and feedback we're getting from our partners and uh, be on the lookout for, for whether it's a horse of racing age or, or uh, at a yearling uh, or two-year-old sale. Joe, an absolute pleasure, a continued success, and best of luck with Duke of Love. We'll talk to you down the road, my friend. Thank you. Appreciate it. After the break, Larry Simpson looks at some racing action today around North America, including Woodbine. Woodbine Mohawk Park, and of course, some racing at several other North American tracks, so make sure that your HBI accounts and Dark Horse app are ready to work overtime today. It's Queen's Plate Day. Stick with us for Larry's Ponies Picks today, sponsored by Rocket Ship Racing. Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine, brought to you by Woodbine, Woodbine Mohawk Park, Ontario Racing, and Rocket Ship Racing. Listen live at 1059theregion.com. Discover a new breed of excitement with Live Horse Racing. Ontario Racing represents 15 racetracks where you can experience the excitement of thoroughbred, standard bred, and quarter horse racing. To find the racetrack nearest you, go to OntarioRacing.com. New to betting? Check out our Betting 101 page and learn about the HPI Bet Wagering platform and the Dark Horse app. The best and safest online betting options. Get your horsepower at OntarioRacing.com and experience the excitement. Ontario Racing. Three breeds, one vision. The Horsemen's Benevolent and Protective Association of Ontario, the HBPA, has represented thoroughbred owners and trainers at Woodbine and Fort Erie racetracks since 1950. The HBPA promotes the exchange of ideas to further advance, market, and preserve live racing in Ontario while offering new thoroughbred ownership opportunities. Membership to the HBPA is free for owners and trainers. For more information on the HBPA of Ontario, please visit our website at hbpa.on.ca. 
Is this the year you buy an Ontario sired bread, thoroughbred yearling, and race in the financially rewarding Ontario Bread Racing Program? Then plan to attend the Canadian Premier Yearling Sale, Wednesday, August 31st at 12 p.m. at the Woodbine Sales Pavilion as today's yearlings and tomorrow's champions sell. Perhaps even the next Pink Lloyd. Contact the Canadian Thoroughbred Horse Society's Ontario Division, either on their website, cthsont.com, or call 416-675-3602 and learn more about attending the yearling sale, obtaining a catalogue, and why it pays to buy, breed, and race in Ontario. Lymphoma Canada and Ponies 24-7 recommend that you don't horse around with lymphoma. Lymphoma affects the lymphatic system of both horses and humans, and currently there are over 100,000 Canadians living with the disease. Lymphoma is also the most common cancer diagnosis for adolescents and young adults. Visit lymphoma.ca slash ponies to donate to the Don't Horse Around with Lymphoma campaign. With your help, we can promote early detection, assist newly diagnosed patients, and support lymphoma research. This is 105.9 The Region. Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine covering the world of horse racing is brought to you by Woodbine, Woodbine Mohawk Park, Ontario Racing, and Rocket Ship Racing. Over to your hosts, Jim Lang and Larry Simpson. Well, this is what it's all about. Before we wrap up our show, of course, what would Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine, be? Without a couple of possible betting opportunities and potential betting gems, as Larry gives us his Queen's Plate edition, Ponies Picks the Day, sponsored by Rocket Ship Racing. Larry, take it away. Thank you. Let's uh, start at uh, Woodbine today. They host a 10-race card, including the two stakes events, the $125,000 soaring free at six and a half furlongs on the turf for two-year-olds, uh, which is race eight. And then they also have the $125,000 catch-a-glimpse stakes, also at six and a half furlongs on the turf. And this race is for two-year-old fillies and is race six on today's card. And that's my first pick here. Uh, I like this race. There's a large field of 11 uh, signed on for this race. And honestly, you can almost make a case for all 11 of them. So it's a very competitive race. I'm going to take a shot, though, with number four, Grand Oak, an Irish-bred filly that top trainer Graham Motion ships in uh, for this race with. Uh, Grand Oak broke her maiden at Churchill Downs pretty impressively uh, by four and a quarter lengths back in May. And then in June was shipped to Royal Ascot for the grade two Queen Mary, uh, where the DRF comments say that uh, she was prominent on the pace and then she weakened. So uh, trainer Graham Motion uh, gave uh, Grand Oak some time off and since July 25th has worked her four times, including a five furlong, 101 and one breeze on August 15th. Uh, Graham Ocean has also shipped in four horses so far to Woodbine this uh, year. Two wins, two seconds, and this well-bred daughter of uh, Spitestown looks to have a big chance today. Woodbine, race six, number four, Grand Oak. Next. Okay, let's go to Delmar. Uh, they offer another 10-race card today, including the running of the Delmar Oaks for three-year-old fillies on the turf. But I'm going to race four. It's uh, also a turf race, an optional 80,000 claimer for fillies and mares, three and up at a distance of a mile. Six horses make up this uh, field. Uh, however, number two, Quatrell, looks to have a bit of an edge in this race, I think, as she's dropping down from a restricted stakes race to this Num Winners of Two event. Since breaking her maiden last uh, in October 2020, Quatrell has pretty much raced in stakes events, uh, Faring pretty decently, and her start two back, uh, which came after a one-year layoff, uh, she was entered in an optional $100,000 claimer where she finished a closing second. This, despite the layoff, 
and a race where she had to basically alter her path in the stretch. Uh, Quantrell is making her all-important third start of the layoff. I like the jockey change to Hector Berrios, who's got a high percentage of wins uh, so far at the Del Mar meet. She's back on Lasix, and this looks to be enough speed signed. There looks to be enough speed signed on today to give this uh, stakes winner some pace to uh, run at. Uh, also, she's won twice at the distance. So Delmar, race four, number two, Quantrell. Okay, next. Let's go to Woodbine Mohawk Park. They have an 11 race uh, card uh, tonight, including eliminations for the William Wellwood for two-year-old trotters and the Peaceful Way for two-year-old trotting fillies. Race eight, though, is a one-mile pace with a purse of 25000 a condition race. And number three, the Greek Freak. Great name, great <laughs> yeah. name. Well, we always pick a, a good name, right? So that's our name for today, the Greek Freak. Uh, he shows three close second-place finishes from the span of uh, June the 25th to July 16th. Then he missed a week to, due to a judge's scratch, which was in an open handicap pace. The Greek Freak returned to the track on July 30th. Again, this was in a higher class, an open handicap. And despite the missed time, the Greek Freak was able to grab a fourth-place check in there. The Greek Freak was back in the goal last Saturday, again in an open handicap against some of the top pacers on the, uh, on the circuit. And again, he'd missed a, another week, but did grab some money uh, with fifth money, beating three and a half lengths for the, uh, from the win. So I like the fact that the Greek Freak is back in on a seven-day rotation now. But what's even more appealing is the fact that he's back down in class tonight, a class that he was very competitive back in uh, uh, early July in uh, friend of the show, Scott Young, is the Greek Dreek's regular driver. He's back in the bike tonight, so it looks like it's all systems go for him. So Woodbine Mohawk Park, race eight, number three, the Greek Freak. And to wrap it up, the big kahuna. Where's that? Well, it's a Woodbine <laughs> Sunday. Number 163, Larry, let's get on it. All righty. Well, you know, I've, I've, uh, I've looked at the, uh, the past performances, and I've, I've, I've got it down to who I think I, I really like, and I, I really like Ron Durr. Okay. Um, he's uh, number six, and uh, he just looks like uh, he's uh, coming up to the race. He's got the best last race buyer. He's got the best second last race buyer. I think he's a horse that can uh, stretch out. I love his race in the uh, the Marine Stakes, which was a grade three stakes. Uh, Katerina Vasilev, she uh, basically chose not to go into the plate trial with this horse and uh, just uh, train him up. He's trained very well. So I really like uh, like Ron Dur. Um, if uh, maybe a, a long shot that might hit the board, I kind of like the uh, Stronach horse, Shamatur, number hmm. two. Hmm. He uh, has had some great workouts. He looks like he's a horse that can also stretch out. He's by... Uh, Shaman Goes, the Queen's Plate winner, which was a, a strong course that won the Queen's Plate a few years back. So I kind of like him to maybe hit the board in that. So, but, uh, you know, maybe there's an exactter box there, Shamatur and Rondur. I don't know and, why. Hey, they, they rhyme. Shamatur yeah, right. and Rondur. Yeah. I, have, I have a good feeling for Duke of Love. It should be a fantastic race to kick off the Canadian Triple Crown with our friends from OLG is the prime sponsor. So thank you again. For our friends from OLG and Anne McMillan uh, joining us from earlier, that was uh, that was really cool to speak to her about her role or her multiple roles. And uh, Tina McMillan, excuse me, I was thinking about Anne Warmer coming from this thing, but Tina <laughs> and what she does at OLG and everything, uh, really this whole beginning of the Triple Crown, everything wouldn't be possible without OLG. 
That's right, and I think uh, you know, with with uh, Tina, that uh, you know, they've they've kind of the OLG is kind of formulated and and compacted everything together yeah. now, and you know, there there is no more racing commission like there was. I think it's it's a lot more seamless that uh, you know for the for the horsemen and everybody else, and and uh, yeah, I think uh, everybody's is on the same page now, which uh, which is good, which is good because you know there was questions back in the day whether everybody was on the on the same page. So I think it's it's a, it's a lot better machine, a well-oiled machine, you could say now. Speaking of well-oiled machines, a shout-out to our friend Mark of the Fans of Horse Racing and all that they do. As always, goodbye and thank you for joining us for this edition of Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine. A reminder, if you'd like to receive a free digital copy of the current issue of Ponies 24-7 magazine, which was released not that long ago, email Larry Simpson at theponies247experience at gmail.com. Don't forget about the Ponies 24-7 Lymphoma Canada campaign, Don't Horse Around with Lymphoma. For more info on this, go to the landing page, lymphoma.ca slash ponies, and donate to the cause. Stick around, 105.9 The Region, all weekend long. Up next is the Feed, York Region's only magazine show with the legend Ann Romer. I'll be back here Monday morning. Enjoy the Queen's Plate. Thanks for listening. We'll talk to you soon. Take care. Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine with Jim Lang and Larry Simpson has been brought to you by Woodbine, Woodbine Mohawk Park, Ontario Racing, and Rocket Ship Racing. Tune in next Saturday morning at 8 for more on the world of horse racing. This is 105.9 The Region.